0: Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is... Diane Cook's Book of Silly Stories and Songs. Part 1. The world is full of such silliness. There does not seem to be a place that is free from it. Someone is always saying or doing a funny thing that makes us laugh. And how wonderful it is to laugh. Laughter is the language everyone understands. Who can stop themselves from laughing at the foolishness of others? Although it may not be nice, it could be that laughing allows us to feel glad we are where we are instead of in their shoes. But also, maybe, they remind us just a little of ourselves. In laughing at them, we are able to laugh at our own shortcomings. After all, we could all use a little more common sense. The people in these stories surely need some. They are so very silly. I hope they will make you laugh all the way through this book. There is a story from Jamaica about why people don't have more common sense. Since it is a silly story, getting common sense seems like a good way to begin. Once upon a time, Anansi thought he could collect all the common sense in the world and keep it for himself. Anansi started to collect up and collect up all the common sense he could find and put it into one large calabash. When he couldn't find any more, Anansi decided to hide his calabash on the top of a very tall tree so that nobody else could reach it. So, Anansi tied a rope around the neck of the calabash and tied two ends of the rope together and hung the rope around his waist so that the calabash was on his belly. He started up the tall tree, but he couldn't climb very well or very fast because the calabash kept getting in the way. He was trying and trying so hard when all of a sudden he heard a little boy standing on the tree root burst out laughing. What a foolish man, the boy yelled up. If you want to climb the tree front ways, why don't you put the calabash behind you? Well, Anansi was so angry to hear that piece of common sense coming out of the mouth of such a little boy after he thought he had collected all the common sense in the world that Anansi took off the calabash and broke it into pieces and the common sense scattered out into the breeze all over the world. Everybody got a little bit of it, but no one got it all. THE HUSBAND WHO WAS TO MIND THE HOUSE. ONCE THERE WAS A MAN SO SURLY AND CROSS, HE NEVER THOUGHT HIS WIFE DID ANYTHING MUCH IN THE HOUSE. ONE EVENING HE CAME HOME scolding AND SWEARING, AND SHOWING HIS TEETH. DEAR LOVE, DON'T BE SO ANGRY, SAID HIS WIFE. TOMORROW LET'S CHANGE PLACES. I'LL GO INTO THE FIELD AND MOW, AND YOU SHALL MIND THE HOUSE. The husband thought that this was a fine idea and agreed at once. So early the next morning, his wife took a scythe and went out to work in the field, leaving her husband to work in the house. The husband began by churning the butter, but the churning made him thirsty, and he went down to the cellar to get some ale. Just as he was putting the tap in the cask, he heard a pig come into the kitchen above. He ran up the cellar steps as fast as he could, with the tap in his hand, to catch the pig before it overturned the churn, but by the time he arrived, the pig had already knocked the churn over and was grunting and licking up the cream, which was running all over the floor. The husband was so wild with rage that he forgot the ale barrow and took off after the pig, chasing it from the house. Then he remembered that he still had the tap in his hand, but when he got down to the cellar, every drop of ale had run out of the cask. The husband then went into the dairy and found enough cream left to make butter, so he began to churn. After a while, he remembered that the milking cow was shut up in the cow barn and hadn't had a bite to eat or a drop to drink all morning. So he left the churn and went to the cow barn. By now, the husband was tired, so rather than walk the cow to the meadow, he decided he would get her up on the housetop, for the house was thatched with sod and a fine crop of grass was growing on it. The house had a steep hill beside it, and the husband laid a wood plank across it to the housetop and got the cow up that way. Then he left the cow to graze on the roof. Now, the husband remembered that he had left the churn unattended and his little baby crawling about on the floor. The child is sure to overturn it, he thought, so he put the churn on his back and went outside with it. But then he thought he should first give the cow some water to drink. So he got a bucket to draw water out of the well. But as he stooped down at the edge of the well, all the cream ran out of the churn over his shoulder and down into the well. Now it was getting near dinner time. The husband hadn't even made the butter. But he thought he'd better begin the porridge. He filled the pot with water and hung it over the fire. When he had done that, he began to wonder if the cow might not fall off the housetop and break her legs or neck, so he went up on the house to tie her up. He tied one end of the rope to the cow's neck, and the other he slipped down the chimney and tied round his own thigh. He had to make haste, for the water was already boiling in the pot, and he still had the oatmeal to grind. The husband began to grind away, but while he was hard at it, down fell the cow off the housetop. As she fell, she dragged the man up the chimney by his leg. There he stuck fast. Cow hung halfway down the wall, swinging between heaven and earth, for she could get neither up nor down. Meanwhile, out in the field, the wife waited for the husband to call her to dinner. Finally, she decided she had waited long enough, and she went home. When she got there and saw the cow hanging from the housetop, she ran up and cut the rope in two with her scythe. But as she did, her husband fell down from the chimney. When she came in the kitchen, what did she find? Her husband standing on his head in the porridge pot. And he was very glad to see her back home. A lion went for a walk. A lion went for a walk and came upon a small still pool in which he saw his reflection. He liked what he saw so much that he decided to find out why the other animals were not as big and strong and beautiful as he was. The first animal he met was a zebra. Why is it that you are not as big and strong and beautiful as I am? he asked. The zebra said he did not know. The lion then met a hippopotamus and asked him the same question and got the same answer. Then he met an antelope and asked him, but the antelope did not know either. Then the lion saw a tiny mouse. Why is it, he asked, that you are not as big and strong and beautiful as I am? I've been sick, said the mouse. Get up and bar the door. Once there lived a couple, a husband and wife. What kind of people were they? You'll soon find out. They went to sleep one night, and a strong wind came up, a wind that shook the trees and the houses. The wind blew their door open. Husband, said the wife, get up and bar the door, for the wind will blow things on our heads. You get up. I am tired. No, you do it. I will not the silly fellow said. I will not, the silly wife said. So, they kept on shouting at each other. They were so deep in their silly argument, they never saw a man, a thief, standing at the door, listening to them. The game kept on, the two blabbering, the wind whistling, the thief listening, with neither the husband nor the wife getting up to shut the door. In the end, the husband said, I'll tell you what, I won't talk any more. It's time you were quiet too. Let the one who speaks first close the door. The wife agreed. Each lay in bed, eyes open, lips shut, waiting for the other to speak. The thief watched them for a while. Here's a pair of fools for you, he said to himself. I will reap the benefit of their folly. He walked in boldly. Neither the silly wife nor the silly husband said a word. Ha! I can do my work, the thief said aloud. He took all the things he wanted, clothes, jewels, pots, and made a bundle of them. Neither the husband nor the wife said a word. I must have a little more fun out of this, the thief said. He went to the fireplace and smeared his hands full of soot. Then he smeared the soot over the man's face, then over the woman's face. Neither uttered a word. The thief walked out the open door. The man and his wife lay in bed the whole night long, and neither spoke a word. The sun came up over the village. It was full daylight. Both sat up and looked at each other. The man saw the woman's darkened face. The woman saw the man's darkened face. She cried out, Husband, your face is all dark. You spoke first, the husband said. Now you shut the door. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prism Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com Forward slash /the lotus Prison network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.